Hey, what's up? Welcome to your Daily Sweat Podcast number three. I'm your boy, Chris. I'm going to be your host today. And today I want to talk about three different topics. Uh, it's hard to kind of label it as just one subject title. But if I was to give the first portion of the subject title would be how much time am I actually supposed to be working out? Right. It's it's one of those misconceptions that you see from YouTube to Instagram to the news to the opinion of your family and friends. Do I need to be working out 90 minutes a day, killing my body every single day to actually get results? Or uh, do I need to work out five minutes a day, just walking to my mailbox and back and and talking on the phone? Like what gives me what I need, especially in this season? Uh, number two, I want to talk about uh, what are your training patterns like what are you really trying to achieve that's that's like really important right we we want to maximize our time we want to know how much time do we need to be putting into the to the gym or into the workouts but what are you trying to really achieve and i definitely want to spend some time on that one and and the third one i want to talk about is um have more to show when it comes to your results have more to show than just the scale like what do you what what do you want to show off right i'm not saying we are show it off type people but to be honest to be real when we do things we do it for a certain um response right maybe maybe you want the smile from from your peers maybe you want someone to say job well done but a lot of things that we do we do it because we want a response from people and those are the three things i want to talk about i'm hoping praying that you guys are loving the daily sweat it's been very 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 eye-opening at least to me because uh, this is not a pandemic thing for us. This is what we see going on, you know, longevity going forward and the commitment of having a healthier lifestyle, the journey of not just fitness, but like the journey of your life. All right. Think about that. Not, we're not here just to say, oh, I worked out 72 days this year. Like if you're counting the amount of days that you're working out or being healthy, then you're basically saying thank you, kind of going back to our response. Thank you. I lasted 72 days. So this is not a fitness like journey that I'm going to do for weeks or months or even years. This is my life. This fitness is my life. Being healthy is my life. Feeling good is my life. Looking good, that's my life. So that's what I really want to dive in today. So let's start with number one. How much time am I actually supposed to be working out? Hmm. Interesting topic, right? Because we see people in the gym and you, you see them lifting all the heavy weights and clanging and banging with the, with the metal, like uh, hardcore gold style type workouts. And then you see now this new phenom in the last 15 years of the of the brick and mortar warehouse buildings where people are coming in their sports bras and taking their shirts off and and doing power cleans and split jerks and all these different Olympic lifts in uh, the hot box in the summer and and they're in there for 60 minutes at least like what's up but then again I see these burn boot camps that are only 15 minutes or sh- nine round boxing that's less than 30 minutes they all these different programs sometimes I can get a little confused because when I get on YouTube I see all these different men and all these different women that are jacked and ripped and they look like the person I want to be and they then they tell me I just need 10 minutes a day how much freaking time should I be spending on my workouts I'm a big I'm a, I like science I like numbers I like practical things that make sense 
So I'm not going to sit here and tell you what I do or what, what, you know, some professional athlete do or what an uh, entertainer does. Like, I'm going to tell you what science says. So what I'm going to use is the AHA, the American Heart Association, right? That's kind of practical, right? Like, if we're going to take advice, let's take advice for someone that saves lives and prevents life, right? So the American Heart Association says that you need to get your heart rate up at least 150 minutes, not a day. <laughs> I had to put a little pause in there. 150 minutes a week. That's there. 150 minutes a week. Getting your heart rate elevated than your rest of the heart rate. Getting some type of blood flow. Uh, not sitting in a chair being sedentary, right? Or the couch or laying in the bed. It says 150 minutes of active calories is considered healthy. That's it. So how many, like if you break down, that's five days a week. That's 30 minutes a day. And it's, it's not lifting the heaviest weight that you've ever lifted. It's not going to run for three to five miles, you know, within that time period. It's just walking like uh, uh, a brisk walk. That's a, um, um, you know, walking the stairs at your job. That That's simple movements. That's not going to get your heart rate at maximum or peak. It's just getting your heart rate up. That's considered healthy. That's it. Or the American Heart Association also says that you can do 75 minutes of vigorous workouts. Again, I had to put a pause in there. Not per day, but for the whole week. Come on now, that's, that's 15 minutes, five days a week. So let's, let's throw all the myths in the trash. We, like, like grab it and just, ah, like that's trash. You do not need... 90 minutes to get the body that you want per day. You don't need to spend two to three hours in the gym, you know, busting your butt, all these box jumps, getting on the treadmill, walking the Stairmaster for an hour. Like, how long do you think you're going to actually do that? Maybe maybe three months. What about, what about nine? Hmm. What about three years or what about until an injury or until a life situation take place? When, when you're using willpower, and I want to talk a little bit about willpower. When you use willpower, willpower only lasts so freaking long because it's, it's willpower. Think about it. Today, I, I'm, I'm, I want to be very practical, <laughs> and I want to use really just common sense. Willpower. If... Um, a great example, right? Shout out to my mom. My mom's no longer here. Um, she passed on in 2012. But as a kid, I still, you know, not as a kid, but as a grown man, I still get these memories all the time. But shout out to my mom. I want to refer you to uh, um, an experience. I think I had to be about 10, you know, about fourth grade. And my little sister, Desi, She's three years younger than me, so she's about seven. So she's about first grade, I'm guessing. And we had a, um, a Ford 1984 van. And I remember my mom. Now, this is, I'm an 80s baby, so, you know, this is late 80s, early 90s. And uh, I remember 
going to the gas station, or it wasn't even a gas station. It was just the, the neighborhood store that was in the neighborhood that we lived in. And, I mean, this is routine for us. She went in and got what she got pretty much every day or every other day. And um, I remember this one time, I'm sitting in the front seat, and Desi always sat in the back. And my mom put it in park, but she, she left the car on, right? This is, again, this is not 2020, right? This is 19, what, 88 or 89 or 91, 92. Uh, as she go into the store, the air condition's on. There's, you know, this 10-year-old kid. He's in the front seat, and there's a 7-year-old kid in, in the back seat. And this one time, Desi just felt courageous. She wanted to go into the front seat, and she wanted to drive. Yeah. That's seven. So she gets in the front seat, and her big brother just allows her for some freaking reason. <laughs> she gets into the front seat. She takes it from park to reverse. Now, as we were floating back, right, into the street, and it was a busy street. It was a, uh, I want to say it was a two-way street, but it was consistent traffic. And here's this seven-year-old driving in reverse. Her feet cannot even touch the gas pedal. Here's this 10-year-old big brother that's supposed to be the protector, and he's just allowing her to, to like, put them in a position where they're about to, like, create a huge collision. And I remember my mom coming out the store with her bag, and she, like, t my mom wasn't, like, a workout person, right? She took out in a sprint I've never seen. I can still imagine. I want to say it was like a cigarette hanging from her mouth. And she's hustling. The doors closed. Somehow in one motion, she sprints. She drops her back. She jumps in the air. As she's jumping in the air, she grabs the handle. She opens the handle. She gets in the front seat. As she's sliding in the transition, she grabs the the uh, uh, the transmission or the gear, whatever we call it, she puts her foot on the brake, takes it from reverse and puts it in park. Wow. Like we might have been inches away from that busy street. That's what I call willpower. You see, it wasn't expected. It, she didn't want to do it. It wasn't something that she uh, planned to do that day. It was something that had to be done because her baby boy and her baby girl was in a position where it was about to be a bad collision and we know what can happen with the bad collision but the willpower of her took over now was she conditioned to run uh, i don't know a, 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 a four second 40 yard dash i don't believe so has she been lifting weights and doing hit style training i i don't believe so i'm pretty confident that she wasn't has she ever ran and did that before i know she didn't but willpower will put you in a position to do things that you typically won't do, but it's not meant forever. Because if that happened on a Monday, my mom did it. And then Tuesday, if it happened again, she probably would do it. And Wednesday, she would attempt it. And Thursday, it gets you know kind of like annoying, like I got to keep doing this. Friday, she's like, why am I still doing this when I shouldn't have to? Then all the mind games come in. And that's just five days. Can you imagine her doing that? every day for the next three years or eight years? No, because it's willpower. It, at some point, she's just going to like, look, we just go, y'all going to take the hit. We just, <laughs> we just going to see what's going to happen. Now, as I use that story and I joke with it a little bit towards the end, I'm trying to paint a picture for you guys to, to imagine when it comes to your workouts. If you're doing all these crazy routines, you know, all these crazy detoxes, and you're not feeding yourself for six months at a time, and then you're working out, you know, three times a day, an hour each. That's willpower. That's not going to be consistent. 
You might do it for six months, maybe a year, maybe two years, right? But are you going to do this from age 30 to age 75, right? If you're 50 now, can you do that for the next 30, 40 years of your life? Like, like the quality of life is measured upon what you believe is real and what you can do consistently. So when we talk about working out, I really want you to find what works best for you. And it may be something, as I just mentioned earlier, as the AHA uh, recommends. Just a 30-minute walk a day, putting on some headphones, disconnecting, listening to some music, getting your heart rate up a little bit with a brisk walk. That may be it. Or maybe you're into routines like we're doing, and, and you want to do a vigorous workout for 15, at least 15 minutes a day. Dope. Do it. That's how you actually get results because it's not something that you have to beat your body up. It's something that's sustainable, and you can do it for the long run. So, again, if you were to ask the question, how much time do you actually need to spend on working out? I would say at least 15 minutes of vigorous routines or maybe no vigorous routines, 30 minutes of walking. And that's five days a week. Simple. Now, what do we do at the Daily Sweat? We stay in that same window, right? We do vigorous workouts. We don't do walks on digital platform because I don't know if you would walk for D25s or D40s and just look at the screen and watching me walk. But I believe that when you do some type of vigorous movement, it does show you the importance of, of how strength is developed, how, how range of motion needs to be created, and it puts you in a position to really succeed, right? Now, when it says uh, at least 15 minutes, our templates are, 15, excuse me, 25-minute segments or 40-minute segments. So if we're doing that, if you do, let's just say, uh, three D25s a week, you're considered healthy that you're doing at least 75 minutes of vigorous workouts. Beautiful, right? So I want to depend on science. I don't want to depend on people's opinions. I don't want to depend on what the expectation that someone set for me or maybe the failures that they've done that they expect you to do. I don't want to depend on that. I wanted to create something that I know that I can do without willpower. It's something that I can fall in love with. It's something that I can do on a regular basis. It's something that I want to do even if someone's not watching. This is what I want to do even if I didn't post it on social media. This is something that I want to do even if somebody didn't even notice that I was doing it. I'm doing this because I want to be healthy. I'm doing this because I want to be strong. I'm doing this because I want to be confident in the things that I do. I'm doing this because I I want to I want to look a certain way. I want I want to I want to speak a certain way. And if you're doing that on a daily basis, then you're considered healthy and I believe that's sustainable. So, that's the first thing I want to talk about, okay? Um second thing and I hope you guys are getting a lot out of this. Uh, if you haven't subscribed to our YouTube channel, even though you're watching it, you may not be subscribed. Make sure you subscribe to us. Give us a five-star review. And I want you guys to get every single podcast and everything else we're going to be throwing out in the YouTube land. And obviously, if you're on any platform from Apple to Google to Spotify, whatever you listen to your podcast on, definitely give us a five-star review. We want to hear more from you. That was our commercial break wasn't paid as advertising, but it was a commercial. All right, second thing that I want to talk about is what are you trying to achieve? Like, let's talk about that. Um, are you trying to achieve um, this? You, you really want to step on a scale, and you really love how the scale makes your feet feel? Do you really want to step on the scale, and, and the art is better than Michelangelo? It's like... When you see that number, it's like 
creating some type of systematic program where it's showing you numbers on a scale like does that like turn you on like why do you really want to work out think about that we're not doing this to let our feet touch some type of plastics material or is not to give our eyes pleasure from seeing numbers create a specific uh, amount of pounds that they want to show that we weigh. like is that why you really want to work out of course not and and if you do that's a little weird to be honest <laughs> but uh you know i think we have to dig a lot deeper than the scale right uh, obviously i do it you've done it right birthdays on the way or the holidays or you're getting married or a certain concert something's taking place and it gives you momentum i'm good with momentum and we have to utilize it when we have the opportunity to utilize it now i'm not saying that's why you you want to lose weight i'm not saying that's why you need to put on muscle i'm not saying that's why you need to be consistent because of the concert or because of the birthday like that just gives us momentum but it is it's like it's something a little bit deeper if you really, really think about it. If I was to tell you why I want to live uh, a, a life of consistency when it comes to fitness, I think my number one thing right now is legacy. Look, I get it. It's the daily sweat. You want, like, I want to be dripping sweat and I want to be doing push-ups and I want to be doing burpees and yell. Urgh. But that's the cool thing, right? But why do I really want to do that? I, I honestly, I really don't want to do burpees. <laughs> to be honest, like I don't wake up thinking about doing burpees. It's it's tough, and uh, like lifting weights can be heavy. So why do I want to lift heavy things? Like that, that's not a turn on to me, right? But legacy is. Like, and it's not just legacy from a standpoint of my my son's fallen daddy. It's it's legacy for my my dad to see me. It's legacy for. For my, my siblings to see me is legacy to me for the community I'm involved in to see me. And I believe that energy is uh, uh, contagious. I believe if they follow me, if they value me, and they see me doing this over and over and they see that I'm all in, maybe it'll sprinkle on them just a little bit and, and they'll start doing it. And then what if dad starts doing it? And what if wife starts doing it? What if my sons see me do it? And they start doing it. And then it carries on where the people that they're connected to value them. And it just spreads. Like, not hatred, right? Not racism, not depression, not anxiety, not, not sickness, but a healthier lifestyle. So instead of spreading all these other things, why don't I spread a healthy lifestyle, uh, uh, a quality of life, uh, a fulfillment? And if we're in that position, like, for me, that's why I wake up earlier and work out the days I have to wake up early. Or that's why I stay up late doing the things I do when it comes to workouts because I'm so, like, into creating the next generation to be better than me, right? I'm so into my dad buying in and wanting to live healthy and strong. I'm so into, like, like my, my, my boys, like, man, like, instead of hanging out and, do, you know, going to the bar, like, man, what's up? Let's wake up early and and meet at the park and run three miles or let's book a vacation and, and go climb x mountain or whatever it may be like that's what i call legacy that's why i work out so it's not the scale it's actually the experience it's the 
the things that I get to touch and the things I get to remember is the reason why I want to create this lifestyle. So what about you? This is something that maybe you need a journal. Maybe you just need to disconnect and really kind of have a, a, a woo-saw time because it cannot be the scale. It cannot be the certain dress or the specific pair of pants. It has to be a little bit deeper than that. And as we continue to do the daily sweat, right, the daily routine of creating a sweat as many times as we can in 365 days, that's the thing that's going to keep you consistent is why. I know we may have heard that before, the the, the why, you know, look, I get it, but it's really seriously like the thing that will empower you. So again, it cannot be that. Now, the thing that I would like to dissect a little bit more is when we talk about what are you trying to achieve, if it's a, um, a six pack, cool, like that's dope. If it's ripped arms, beautiful. If it's a nice booty, even better, right? Or, or maybe you're saying I want to, you know, maybe you're working out at a gym and you want to perform better. Maybe you're into doing a Spartan race or maybe you do 5Ks, 10Ks, full marathons, whatever you may be doing. What, what is going to get me past the finish line? Because you just told me, Chris, that I don't need to work out 90 minutes to, to two hours a day. So what's going to really help me get in a dress that I want to wear? What's going to really help me um, get the six pack? besides nutrition. I know, Chris, you're going to go to nutrition. Chris, I, I know you're going to talk about the consistency of workout. And obviously, I'm going to plug that more because I love getting people to move. And I know the importance when it comes to nutrition. And we're definitely going to pour into that in future podcasts. But today, three things I want to point out is, number one, recovery. Put yourself in a position to recover. That's the importance of not overtraining. When you're working out at that D25, or maybe you have the extended time to do a D40, you have the rest of the day to recover. Yeah, and you'll notice some of our workouts are more moderate than intense because every single day it cannot be super intense. Even though it's not for 90 minutes, you may like, Chris, I need, I need that D25 to be the most intense thing I've ever seen in my life. Ever. No, it, it doesn't have to be that way because we just talked about what the American Heart Association recommends. So, again, uh, the number one thing that I want to talk about beyond nutrition, beyond uh, moving and, 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 and working out in your workouts is – Recovery. What is recovery? Like understanding that stretching is a benefit of your life. That's part of recovery. Because as you move, if you, you know, have this big muscle and it's, it's made like this, but you utilize it and you challenge it, it begins to kind of knot up like this. So lengthening those muscle groups out keeps you in a position to perform in a certain way, but also it keeps you in a position of preventing injuries, right? Nobody wants to work out and say, I got hurt today, man. It felt great. <laughs> no, people work out because they want to feel great and they want to prevent those things. But recovery is a huge component of it. You can't just eat good and, and clean and be consistent and then work out without recovery. So sometimes we hit plateaus because we think we don't need it. And it's really important that you're not overworking when it comes to workouts, but also after your workouts, doing things to help you recover. I want to give you three points or three things, and I'm not going to discuss them, but three things that you can do to help you recover. Okay, obviously I said stretching. Uh, try a cold bath, cold shower. It's one of the best ways to help your muscles not not uh, swell up, right? Like sometimes we can do things and, and information will build. Um, now when you take that ice cold bath or that ice cold shower, it is hard as hell. I'm not going to lie to you. But at the same time, it helps your body recover. It's like ice and cold. It's just, 
there's something magic in it. So if it was a magic pill, I would give you like ice cubes and tell you to just put it in water and, and lay in it. So it's a great way to recover. Number two is supplementation. Uh, one of the supplements that I take personally is something called BCAs. It's, a, it's an amino acid that helps your, your muscle groups that you work. It helps it, again, relax. And it helps you put yourself in a position to utilize them again. Um, so those are BCAs. And definitely comment below if you need some more information on me to break down supplementation. That's, what, that's why podcasts are cool because this is the platform you can do that on. All right, so we talked about ice. We talked about um, recovery when it comes to supplementation. Another way of recovery, honestly, guys, is allowing people to uh, give you massages. Yeah, all massages are not like kumbaya. I just want to make your body feel sensational. No, some massages are sports massages, and and sometimes it make you want to run off that table. But at the same time, it there are things that can be building up in your body that externally you can't see right because it's internally right if you have a lot of scar tissue or if it's something that stretching cannot get that cohesive excuse me that that knot out then then it puts you in a position where maybe someone that is licensed that is a, a sports masseuse they can put you in a position to um, make you feel better and prevent injuries so you don't only get massages when you hurt right you get massages to prevent and that's something you don't have to do every day. That may be something you do quarterly. So treat your body to recovery. Uh, another thing that you can do besides recovery is sleep. Sleep is one of the main reasons why people don't lose weight. Sleep is one of the main reasons why people don't perform on a certain scale when they want to perform when it comes to strength training. Sleep is one of the main reasons why people uh, get injured because when you overwork yourself, your body doesn't recover. Simple as that. So a lot of times we will sleep and we think, oh, I just need four hours and it gets me by. It, it may get you by, but you're not trying to just get by. You're trying to live a long, strong, healthy life. And sleep is a big component of it. Uh, I, you know, right now it's the day after the Super Bowl. I dare you to look at the routine of probably the, the greatest athlete of all time, Tom Brady. I dare you to look at his routine, right? Look at, look at the amount of time he spends on recovery. Look at the amount of time he sleeps. Again, this is one of the most elite athletes that I've seen in my generation and probably will be forevermore, and he believes in sleep. I once wrote, uh, it wasn't Michael Phelps, it was J.J. Watt, actually. Uh, I think he, he goes to sleep like 8, 9 o'clock every single day. Like, like for me, I know I, I'm I'm victim of it. I'm, I'm a night owl. So it's really important, again, guys, sleep. Uh, if I was to give you, I don't want to dive too deep, but also the quality of sleep. So sometimes we can go to sleep and then you say, oh, I slept six to eight hours, but it was it really a good deep sleep, right? Like sometimes we can sleep and we're waking up every hour of the hour or, or it's like our mind is still racing. If I was to try to give you any recommendation of how to get a good quality deep sleep is try to do something relaxing 30 minutes prior to you even getting into the bed. So for me, turn on a hot steam shower, putting on some some music, um, kind of like some slow jam, not slow jam, like slow jam, but kind of like neo soul because it's just what I vibe to. Like that really relaxed me. So by the time I get in the sh uh, shower, I take really long showers. I know my wife hates it, but uh, I take the shower, you know, 15 minute shower. I get out. Um, by the time I get to my bed, 20, 30 minutes later, I'm in the bed, no TV. I'm already relaxed before I get in the bed, and it helps me sleep in a deeper sleep. Now, that's just for me. 
But again, sleeping with the TV on is not the best thing. Having lights on is not the best thing. Uh, reading um, Facebook and Instagram, watching the news right before you go to sleep, like your mind is still racing. So try to disconnect at least 30 minutes is what I'm getting to. It helps put you in the best uh, position to get a quality of a deep sleep. Third thing that I would like to talk about is um, we talked about what recovery and remember the points, right? What 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 are you trying to achieve and how are you going to achieve that besides nutrition, besides working out? We talked about recovery. We talked about sleep and now it's consistency. Yeah, you got to be consistent in everything that we just mentioned. Consistency of nutrition, consistency of of your of your movements with your body, consistency of sleep, consistency of recovery. If you do that, that's the common denominator. Like every person that had found success on a high level or even a, a minimum level, they all were consistent at whatever they were producing. So that's why I really wanted to pour out at the first subject line, um, how long should I be working out? If you can just do what you do and do it consistently, you will see results. Again, it's, it's, not, a, it's, not, a, it's not a sprint all the time. Sometimes it is a marathon. And the turtle may not get there as fast as some other creatures, but it will get there. So pick your lane, pick your speed, and just be consistent at it. All right, guys, that's pretty much it. The last thing I want to leave you with is um, have more to show than the scale. Um, to be frank, I, I've, I've been, big, I've, I've done this, right? I, I wanted to say, hey, when I, I don't know, take my shirt off. I wanted my chest to be a certain thickness. I wanted my abs to be poking out. But if that's all I'm doing it for, like, really? Like, what happens if you don't have the definition you expected? Is is that all you're working out for? Some of you, if you're working out just to say, hey, man, I, I did a 315-pound deadlift, that's that's it? You went up five pounds this year in your deadlift, and that's all you have to show for it? Two things that I think uh, I would recommend for you guys is number one, book active events, right? When you book active events, either A, you do it and you see how you probably wouldn't have been able to do it. It does something to your mind. It triggers you to want to do more active things. And the more active things you do, the healthier you'll be. But it, it may be a 5K walk. Like some of you said, man, I've never done a 5K. I don't think I can even walk that far. If you book something that is active like that and then you get it done it does something to your brain it says man you did a great job you walked a 5k I never thought I would be able to do that next time I'm gonna I'm book another 5k but this time I'm gonna actually I'm gonna actually jog some of the 5k and then you jog some of the 5k of the next round you you know register for and then the third time you know like, I'm gonna actually run the whole time like like do things where you can actually see growth right it can be a 5k tough mutters Spartan races, you have all these different um, events that are hosted where it shows your, not necessarily your fitness level, I want to say, but it shows how you can be challenged, but you can also achieve. Um, some of you are really into Olympic lifting and competitions. Great. Join a local throwdown competition, right? Do things that's going to put yourself in a position where you can see growth, where you can say, man, I worked towards something and I completed it. And if you do that three to four times a year, man, that's that's a big gold medal that I want to give you. Uh, maybe it's hiking a mountain. Maybe it's doing one of the big group bike rides. Maybe it's, um, I don't know, 
joining a basketball league. Maybe it's a softball league. Maybe it's flag football. Maybe it's bowling. I want you to get out of the realm of only working for the scale. Have something that you can work towards. I think that's why you see some athletes after they finish their professional career, why they don't continue to strive at a high level is because they don't have that that carrot that they work for. But a lot of them do get out of the the the, the you know the career of basketball by the age of 35, and then they get as I don't know a coach or a sports analyst. It's still they care. It's still the thing that they work for. And that's the same thing we got to do with our physical journey. I want you to start looking for things that you can do outside of the kitchen, outside of going out to eat. Do things with your family and friends that challenge them to put you in a position where you can work towards something so you can trigger yourself. Because the way you do one thing is obviously the way you do most. The other thing is uh, notice your productivity. All right. If, 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 if you notice that you went to Denver, Colorado, and you never go to Denver to, like, you know, climb a mountain, and you did it, like, that's productivity. Great job. If you never, um, I don't know, I'm trying to think of something off the top of my head. If you never, I don't know, Chris, think of something. They're waiting on you. Good one. If by any chance you, in the holiday season, and typically you would never go look at Christmas lights and walk like your whole community because you know that something that you couldn't do, but now you actually did it. Like, look at some of the things you can do to create productivity so when you look back, you can be like, I did that. So the reason why I'm talking about active events and looking for your productivity because it triggers something in your mind. Obviously, with the daily sweat, I really want to encourage you not to just do this for a week or two. I'm trying to encourage you to do this for the rest of your life. So with your mentality, with your emotions, I'm trying to trigger certain thoughts. I'm trying to put things on your plate where you can look at life from a different perspective. It cannot just be push-ups and squats. Because if you're doing this just because push-ups and squats is cool, like it's, it's the thing to do, when it's not the thing to do, you're not going to do it. But if I can get you to look at life from a different perspective, I'm doing this because legacy. I'm doing this because it makes me feel good. I'm doing this because... Um, it releases stress. I'm doing this because I want to defeat the, the, the generation curse in my bloodline with high blood pressure or diabetes or heart disease or whatever it may be. Like, if you look at fitness from a, plat from a platform of being a conqueror versus the person that's always defeated, you're more likely to stay consistent. So if I can do that for you, then I'm doing my job. So hopefully you enjoyed this week's podcast. Again, if you haven't subscribed on YouTube, check out YouTube, Daily Sweat 365. If you haven't found us on any po uh, platform for podcasts, make sure you found us at Daily Sweat 365. Tell all your family and friends about us. Look, the workouts are dope. I hope you're enjoying them. But remember, you don't have to be in a specific city or a certain state. We're only down south or we're only in the Midwest or the East. Look, tell everybody you know about the Daily Sweat simple way of doing that is just tagging us on facebook and instagram or, or letting them know that we do give a free seven days other than that i'm chris i'm signing out i'll see you at your workouts y'all take care